in high school, we weren't allowed to use the internet as Because it, di- it didn't exist? No, it existed, but <laughs> we can't trust anything on there. It hasn't been published in a book. Or really online. It's it was it used to be like a it was a Zanga diary and it was kinda like thoughts that people had. Well, in like uh senior year we were allowed to um use the internet to research for our AP history um paper, but we weren't allowed to source that material. We would have to then go verify the material we read on the internet in a book. And then we were allowed to source the book. But it was exciting when you got to go to the library and you're like, I'm about to get on the World Wide Web. Yeah. And you're just like rubbing your hands together. You put the change in the machine, hear the dial up. Well, and then and then college was like, you could use internet sources, but you could only use like one. You had to have like oh, yeah, five yeah, yeah. We'd to had seven sources, or but you can, they could only have like one or two. Could I'm be like, how internet. many books do you think they wrote about this stupid ass topic? <laughs> Duke Ellington. That we I only want out. you to source the one book. We gave like, well, you the book. I talked to Duke Ellington's widow, and this is what he told me. <laughs> she told me. Or he, you know. Yeah, it could have been, could have been a male. You know, it was over the If, phone. uh, so, yeah, I guess it would still be widower. If it was, huh? If it's two guy, if it's two guys, and they're both and they're married, and one dies, then one is the widower. Mm-hmm. Or they're widowed. They're widowered. I mean, but I think you become widowed and then you're a widower. Like, it's like a. But I thought widow was the female widower. No, but I'm saying like widowed. Like you're a widow that's single. Right, but only a woman can get widowed. A widower has to get widowered. No, I think both can get widowed, but then one is just a widow and one is a widower. But they were both widowed. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> Encyclopedia, dude. They got anything on that? I, I don't want to get canceled. I know. It's, I was about to say something like because I thought that's what you're talking about. And then I just didn't want to go down that road. For a second there, we kind of disappeared. Had a kid and took off a year. Now we're both back together to break it all down. Cage movies. I wanted to know. I wanted to f- try to find one that you would really, really enjoy. So I thought, why not watch Bringing Out the Dead? It's got Martin. It's, you know, it's directed by Martin Scorsese. He's never made a bad film. Um, 
It's got Nicolas Cage. It's got John Goodman. It's Your good a, friend, John yes, Goodman. Yes, my, my close personal friend. Honestly, I was shocked at like just the bit players. Like There was like Carla from Scrubs. Yeah. And, uh, she can only play a nurse. Exactly. There are two or three got wire Janice. people. Yeah, Janice from The Sopranos. You got Michael K. Williams, and, and he's credited as Michael Kenneth Williams. I don't know if that's like one of his very first things that he ever did. I mean, it was just such a intense part that he had it was had to make sure but it's like uh i'm like tom sizemore i'm thinking like he's gonna have a bigger role in it and i'm like no it's just literally like 15 minutes here kind (laughs) of bing rames pops in tom sizemore plays a tom sizemore-esque role they're like okay we're gonna need somebody who's basically a psychopath who uh hates poor people and and wants to beat up anyone who might be a minority you got so so tom just (laughs) Pretend like it's Monday, and, and, you, and go. Uh, we want you to have your eyes wide open, like you're uh, like you're really excited for the job, like, we can, like you're on cocaine. Yeah, we can provide the cocaine, but it's better if you do it, you know, for liability issues. And also, just like he is usually typecasted in the similar way of Nicolas Cage of like the loony guy. I'm just so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, seeing Nicolas Cage and open up with like he's got you know black circles under his eyes and above his eyes and he just looks like he's been through hell and you're just like okay it's just like this is nick cage on like he hasn't done like his best work but like he's kind of coming off of like he's coming off of conair okay so exactly him and ving rames just got done with conair and they're like let's bring it back let's do it again let's bring the it was magic before it was magic before why can't it be now and Um, I just have to say, you know, if the question is, did you like it? It would be a hell no. Hated it. <laughs> I was really upset that this was the, you know, I, I went, I came out of retirement again after it was my fifth retirement and you chose this movie. I, I just showed you all the credentials that it had and it couldn't be bad, right? That's what's so insane about it is that if you were to tell me. Like, like the premise sounds really good. Like this sounds like there's a new, um, a new one called Ambulance coming out with Jake Gyllenhaal that looks like, you know, it's a, it's an ambulance thriller, but it's actually like they're robbers or whatever. But like, I just thought this was going to be a little bit more than like sad bastard driving down the road, thinking about the one that got away. And like, do you really think that the prostitute that died is really like, how could you let me die? Like, <laughs> you didn't even try. It's like, when they show the flashback, like, he obviously did try. So, like, the fact that this is what's keeping him, like, it'd be different if he was, like, on drugs, ran over a girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. actually caused her to die. But it's like, she was a heroin addict, wasn't she? Yeah. I, well, I mean, we don't really know. I'm guessing because she sort of is serving as the face of everybody in that part of uh, Manhattan, you know, the... Hell's that, Kitchen. Yeah, so she is probably suffering from the same stuff, or maybe she was one of the very first people to do the Red Scare heroin um, or whatever it's called. It's called Red Death. Red Death. And it had, like, I really enjoy any time, like, they're like, look at this vial I've got. It's got skull and crossbones on it. And <laughs> you're just you like, know. you know what? Give me that. <laughs> This is some hot and you drug know how, dealers were really into branding in the nineties. Well, you know, and you they had were to like have... not about being discreet. Like no. now, it's like you know, here I'm going to give you this pack of bubble gum that's not really bubble gum, yeah. and it's like here, 
Here's this red skull and crossbones. Not yeah, even like the white and black we're not, ones. We're not stuffing it in lighters. And just for some reason, we have this one guy who's walking around the city selling a bunch of lighters. Like, why would he do that? No, we're, we have it like in designer packaging. We came up with a logo exactly. you know, it's, it's... To, to let you know this is the one that'll kill you. Oh, okay. Cause, <laughs> but I mean, Mark Anthony's character, he needed that. Like he could have benefited from being able to tell if it was poison or not. And I mean, we got to just don't let me get off track because I am like I have a thousand thoughts because I feel like that is. And I want you to tell me like I'm going to have you convince me it's a good movie, but there are parts of it that I can see where the reason why I'm unhappy with it is because it is very chaotic and like top of mind and. But that's kind of what they're trying to do. It's very uncut gems in that way of like, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. anxious for this person because I don't know what's going to happen. But like, it's just that being anxious and being like, why am I here is a little bit different. Like, just some of these, <laughs> like, you know, Patricia Arquette, like her whole, like, we don't even need her in this. Like, we don't need like a love interest type thing. Like, I don't know. It's just a very weird, we're just trying to add her because she likes to do ugly crying. I will. Uh, I- they're married, right? They were married during this. I think part. so, and you could feel the chemistry, honestly. Yeah, I, I that was the other thing. Is is it weird because they're like kind of making a uh, puppy dog faces at each other because they're actually married, or? And is it something like um, a Yoko Ono John Lennon thing where it's like, listen, Scorsese, if I'm going to do this, Patty's in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But her character, um, when I f- when I first saw this, because. Um, it was so sold as like, ooh, he's seeing all these dead people and, uh, you know, is there going to be like some sort of ghost horror twist or something yeah, like that? Um, that would have been cool. And so I remember um, when I saw this back before it came out, I saw it in a pre-screening because it was the first movie I ever uh, reviewed for the high school newspaper. Oh, my gosh. And, the uh, Bugle? <laughs> no, the, the Lion Tale. But was it T A L E? Yep. You got it. <laughs> Did you have like a little, uh, a little card with a little tiger's paw on it or the lion's paw? Yeah, that's where our IDs after Columbine when we got IDs. <laughs> Did you guys have to do uh, metal detectors? No, we never had metal detectors. That was always like, and that was before Columbine. That was like. Uh, because the gangs all took over the schools in like the late 80s and early 90s and McGruff the crime dog was coming <laughs> to like get the gangs out of your school. Well, I remember when Columbine happened and it was like the next two weeks we had uh, metal detectors and stuff. And then it was kind of like the, the cost was too much. So they're just like, oh, it seems to have calmed down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like no other school shootings will ever happen. So let's uh We scared them straight, guys. Pack we scared them straight. Exactly. McGruff, you're doing a good job. Guy who came in a wheelchair because you got shot in a drive-by, great job. No, we just got uh, IDs, and the first ones were, like, quickly made, where it was, like, uh, there was, like, a laminate card, but it wasn't our picture actually, like, laminated on the card. It was, like, a a photo that was then, like, taped to the the piece of plastic card that then you hung around your neck. And then later... That came like a, a few months later. We all got the nicer one where it was like our picture was actually printed on the piece of plastic. And but they made us wear distorted. these temporary joints for a while. 
<laughs> I, we didn't have to do that in high school. Like, I don't know if, like I said, the, we had to wear them in middle school, but then when I went to high school, I guess Flower Mound, Marcus, or, you know, Marcus didn't. We just had heroin addicts and cocaine addicts. We didn't actually have, you know, guns. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's relevant because this movie came out, uh, what, uh, like three and a half months after Columbine, so... I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't remember what, like, I maybe this was 96 or was it 99? 99. Okay, that's what I couldn't remember, the, it's like, the actual timeline. I think I saw it, like, the last week of August or the first week of September of 99, because uh, I wrote, it was the first edition of the year, so this was the first one that I wrote for the entertainment section. Hmm. I don't... Great story. I don't think I can hear you. Oh, sorry. I wasn't talking to my mic. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm just, I mean, it's picked up. You just couldn't hear me. I know. I just want to make sure, but you can cut this out. Just go and no. look at the time, dude. It's Got to do some edits. I just didn't I, want this I have, to. It's been so long where I've been in the same room to have to be like in a conversational setting oh, and not I just like staring at I was like, can you even see FaceTime. me? Can you see my, my eyebrows, my reaction here? I guess any movie that starts out with like, I'm trying to think of the word, not like prose, but like just the monologue that's like. Oh yeah, the the detective uh, style. <laughs> yeah, whenever noir it's like, narration yeah. where it's usually like a private detective movie, but the twist is this one's about a paramedic. There I was <laughs> sitting in the rain. A beautiful buxom woman came up behind me. Yeah, I told. But it also reminded me of, which is funny because it's it reminded me of Coen Brothers, uh, Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. One, John Goodman's in that, and so is Nick Cage. But just so you know. My seed could find no purchase. I could not, you know, and I'm just like, oh, God. Like, that's not what Nick Cage does best. You know, like, he's definitely there for, like, the freak out, like, the, you know, the screaming, pulling his hair, doing whatever. But, like, him delivering words sometimes, just just a little rough for me. And I love the guy. Absolutely love him. But that is kind of... You don't want to listen narrate an audio book? Is that what you're saying? I might. I, you know, I was watching, um, just kind of indifferently reading the, reading the words on the page, not even knowing where the ends of the sentences are. Where am I? (laughs) Nick still, you're still needing to read Nick. Um, no, I watched him do, like I was watching Disney characters or Pixar, whoever, um, cartoon characters being played by the actors that play them. And so he's like a caveman in Crudes or something. I've never seen it, but like. Just watching him try to pretend to be a cartoon, like, he's not doing anything other than talking like himself, really. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, all right, cavemen, we're going to line up here. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, Tom Hiddleston's in there, and he's, like, got a real swarmy accent for something else. I'm like, see, you got to just, like, you know, Margot Robbie had a lisp in hers. He's not in there Josh gadding it up. No, dude, he's not. (laughs) And he's not, like, even getting, like... He's getting the lines read to him by like a guy, even though it's a girl talking, and like you just he doesn't need it. Honestly, he can just carry the whole. <laughs> he, he just he's just there to the cash crudes. the checks, you know. I mean, I don't know. That's. Do you think he's out of the financial hole? No. You no think way, he's dude. still in the pit? I mean, so when I worked at Heritage, uh, oh, you can. Do you got to bleep that out? I, I mean, they don't sponsor this show, so. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, when I worked for an auction house, I, like, you know, you have access to be able to look at people's accounts and, like, when they put bids on stuff or when they're a seller, like, what are they selling? What are their lots? And I looked up his account because whenever he did go broke, 
he did reach out to like try to sell a bunch of comics and like oh god i bet you he has like tons of memorabilia dude, he seems he, like a hoarder of memorabilia right guy. but it's like at the at that point too you have to like sell it because for i don't what was his problem is it gambling um i think that but no i think it was also something like uh he got wrapped up in some really bad real estate deal like in south america or something and it was a bunch of crooks that stole all his money and his agent took like half of his money and they all how would you like to like go to a business meeting like a lunch with nick cage and you're like listen it's going to be 60 acres, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> but you get to play with dinosaurs. And he's yeah. like, sounds great, man. Yeah. I love dinosaurs. Where do I sign Exactly. Up? And he's just like, 60 million? Okay, <laughs> sounds good to me. Nope, don't need anyone to check this out. He's like, maybe a financial advisor, but then he's also got you know six ex-wives, and now he's got the new wife, and I think he's got a kid on the way. Yeah, and, oh man, he didn't get any, mo- any Elvis money. Because Priscilla was broke, too. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that if Elvis had not died, that he would be, like, destitute right now? Like, you know what I mean? I I don't think he would have, like, had the wherewithal to, like, hire, like I said, a financial advisor. And he'd just be like, no, man, I'm just going to get my drugs and have my quaaludes and my beer. Yeah, that would be, like, and... uh... There's no way that any of his legacy money that he's had or the Graceland legacy lives on if he's alive during uh, Me Too and everything else either. He's still living in Graceland and like he's kind of just sitting on the couch and people are coming through and he's (laughs) like, come on in, come on. These are my 10 TVs. They're little (laughs) tiny TVs. I remember seeing that and not Fuck the 14-year-old there. Fuck the 14-year-old there. I remember not being impressed by Graceland because I was just kind of like, these are baby TVs. (laughs) (laughs) Not realizing that it's like, you know, it actually was a big deal back then. It's like like Back to the Future when they're like, But also it's like you're living on a burial ground. Like his dead twin brother's in the back. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Ghosts aren't real, Megan. Well, I just, it's having, like, isn't it illegal to, like, bury people on on public prop or on your property? I, no, I'm sure that you can uh, get permits to bury people in certain places as long as you follow kinds of, certain kinds of restrictions. Oh, I'm sure he followed them to a T. Especially if you have a big piece of land. I bet you there's lots of big pieces of land that have family burial plots on them. But we're getting we're getting past past the yeah. movie here. Let's let's travel on back and let's bring the dead back in. Okay, I gotta try to bring my notes back in. This the Apple Notes app sucks, dude. Okay, it like does not. It'll pull up blank all the time. But anyways, one of my questions was, so what are the certifications that you would have to have to be an EMT? And okay, let's hear the qu- answer there. I don't know the answer. Um, Years. Of, of like school or like I keep thinking it's like I a think three like week <laughs> don't I think uh, like firefighters are also somehow EMT qualified as well right because so they have like, to learn life saving techniques I think right so at least part of whatever you have to do to become a firefighter okay but we're not saying like eight years of medical school right no no I don't it's, think you go you get, could go and be, I could go and be one here in the next year yeah yeah it's it's yeah. it's more of a job like that so where do we draw the line on like an, being a police officer <laughs> I'm glossing over that 
I support. I back the blue. I support the blue. um but my thing was is where do we draw the line on being able to call someone your patient like nick Mm. cage is like not gonna lose another patient it's like well hun they're uh it's not like they're customers though well yeah i feel like um yeah patient's a weird one because it's associated like with family practice so like if you make an appointment somewhere then you're like that person's patient i guess but I don't know. Like they had to have, they had to call the hospital, and the doctor, you know, uh, declared the guy dead over the phone. Remember, because they couldn't, they couldn't make that declaration. So I guess technically they probably can't have patients if they can't officially sign. Like, dude, I don't get it because like there's so many times. Like this is where I get my because if I think a movie's bad, then I'm gonna start getting hung up on like the little things of like, okay, so wait, nineteen, so. Was this supposed to be at the time it was made? Or yeah, was this yeah. back? Okay. This is 99. All right. So we have telephones. Like, we don't have, like, a, a case of emergency contact for Patricia Arquette. Nick Cage is like, I'm going to go do a house call. Let her know. And, and like, just the way he gets to the door, that, he's like, he's dead. I, th- I think that's what uh, they're trying to convey, um, that th- this whole community and the grid, the way that it's set up, is that it's, like, locals taking care of locals. And you know the people that are in this, you know, whatever, six blocks by 12 blocks area. And he grew up there as a kid until his parents moved upstate. And she grew up there and never left. They probably, you know, knew each other, they said, beforehand and stuff. So I think that there's a... uh, There's a New York aspect to it that's different than how you and I would think about like, oh, yeah, I've got to drive like four uh, suburbs over to go tell this person that their dad's okay. Yeah, it just seemed it seemed weird, seemed a little unorthodox. I don't know that he's allowed to be making those um, declarations. Like, why aren't we telling the mother first? And (laughs) does the mother know or are they just going to sit there and cuddle all fucking night into the moonlight? Well, the mother finally went to sleep. They were trying to get her to go to sleep because she was just losing her shit. Did they give her uh, the drugs that they had from the guy from... uh, Fuck, what's that movie? (laughs) Runaway Jury. (laughs) That's the only thing I know that guy in. The Mexican guy, but he was like the drug dealer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he had like dreads. He's in a lot of of that stuff. And he's always kind of... He's usually a hard ass in the ones that I watch him in. Um, But what do we think about Mark Anthony... Do we want to call him out for cultural appropriation? What would be the appropriation? The hair? I think his hair's just dreaded up because he lives on the street. That's not appropriating homeless culture? He's playing a homeless person. Okay. (laughs) I just didn't even know it was him at first. Like, I saw that he was in it, and I was like, really, he's in this? And then thinking, like... Is he going to be a Latin lover? Is he going to be no? <laughs> he's going to be the. He's over in the in the there's corner. There's going to be a love triangle between. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just once, once Patricia Arquette was like, "Oh yeah, I know Noel." <laughs> then no. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> Taylor's oldest. He's like, "Crap, <laughs> I've got yeah. competition." And for then this. he starts singing in Spanish. He just. <laughs> I can't even think of one of his songs. I guess that's good. Um, I could do Newfound Glory though. <laughs> can you? Yeah, I can. Don't don't make me. Um yeah, so I also think that like a lot of the time I was 
I literally like I started this movie with TC on Friday or Saturday and like, you know, five minutes in, he's looking at me like, we're not doing this. Like, this is we can't. <laughs> and I kind of was like feeling like, bad. Computers have been invented. Yeah. But like we didn't it's see Scorsese. any really. It's well, New York. Exactly. And John Goodman's it's in the first scenes the that stuff. you're seeing. There's lots of drug use. Exactly. All different kinds Everything of drug use. Everything you could ever want, Tease, and more. And you didn't want anything to do with it. But Just a bunch of vagrants in the street. He loves vagrants. A lot of mental health issues. All the things. Some autistic. An, over, an overloaded public health care system that's obviously not serving the people and in need of reform. Yeah, public transport's not really heavily featured. There are a couple of bus pictures, but that, you know, buses in the background, but that's it. Um, no, he just was kind of like, I, I can't do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so whenever I was watching it, I literally was like counting the minutes, telling how much more I got. The 57 minutes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so, like, then I was just like, okay, just got to hang on, just got to hang on. But um, I definitely was laughing at the Ving Rames portion of the evening yeah. when he's like, what's, all, what's the guy? I got to look the guy's name. Rise, I be banging. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's his name? I just, I be banging. No, it's Steven. He's like, all right, I be banging. Come here. I just, I just, it was so much, it was so all over the place that it was hard for me to, like, think that it, I just didn't think it was going anywhere, and it didn't really, like, it didn't end. It's not, like, like the movie does not have a plot, and I, you know, it's, I think that's somewhat intentional, because you're supposed, like you said at the beginning, like, it's supposed to feel like a frenetic experience, you're supposed to be feeling like Nicolas Cage is feeling. Yeah. Um, And... He's feeling like he's completely lost. He hasn't saved anyone's life in a long time. He's feeling like he has no purpose. He's trying to die. He's trying to get fired. He's trying all the things to just like not exist anymore. And what like what a better um, illustration of the workforce when someone is begging to get fired, but we need workers. <laughs> yeah. And so the guy's like, I'll fire you tomorrow. <laughs> Just, he's like, hey, boss is always going to fire me. I'm like, you know you can quit. Like, <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of this? It's just like, and and also just the amount, like, the fact that he would have been involved in an, in a wreck. And the next day he's like, here for my second shift, but we're going to give Ving Rhames a break. You know, he was in yeah, a wreck. Yeah. And it's like, well, he, you know, Nick Cage looks like he's been to hell and back. Um, you know, he's got like a bruised eye. Like he looks like hell. The very first scene you see him and that's yeah, they, his first they, day on the ship. He's been calling in sick for weeks and like, we can't give you any more sick time. He's like, I've been trying to tell you I'm sick. Like, nah, nah, come on. And just like the fact that, uh, I do, I do love John Goodman when he's when they're driving. He's like, you know, we can go get low main. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> just right in the middle. <laughs> low main yesterday. <laughs> like just, <laughs> oh, and it's almost three a.m. Hold on, let me think. Let me think. <laughs> Running out of time. I just, just like, what's the point to this? I did find a quote. Roger, e Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, just like gave it a perfect four star rating. To look at bringing out the dead. To look indeed. At almost any Scorsese film is to be reminded that the film can touch us urgently and deeply. And I was like, this one? <laughs> Him? Her? I just feel like her? Well, I, didn't, I didn't really feel it. But like, like I said, I also, like there's something to be said about the 
intake at the hospital, mm-hmm. like the lady who's awful and just being like, so let me get You're this giving straight. everybody a guilt trip yeah. the whole time. But like then, then she lets Why the stinky homeless you? guy come in. Yeah, she's desperate come to help here, him. Come here, yeah. get in the bath. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just seemed like a very weird scene. And just kind of like, also... It's just that we're operating, not operating in the ER, but like you've got someone on like somewhat life support and like that was the ICU where anyone could come in. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like we're really doing our... It's it's Our Lady of what? Our Lady of Eternal Misery is the name of the hospital. Is it really? Yeah. Misery? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I couldn't, I couldn't tell, honestly. Like I said, I was praying for it to be over. <clears throat> yeah, no, Ed... Uh, I wish I could find the what I had wrote for the high school newspaper on this, because I, I don't really remember what my film. I like watching it this time because I hadn't seen it in whatever twenty three years. So, but like, were you going it, in thinking like this? This used to blow my socks off. No, because I didn't remember if I. I really honestly couldn't remember if I had liked it. I think I remember after watching it. I remember talking a lot about. The uh, drug-induced nature of it and Nicolas Cage trying to go through these diff and talking des- basically about like his different cycles. Like at first it's like coffee, coffee, coffee. And then he's like booze, booze, booze. And then he has the cycle where he, he hooks himself up to a <laughs> vitamin B12 shot and he's going to give himself adrenaline yeah, drip this, and everything. This is good. <laughs> These are good drugs. Yeah, and then he has the actual drug experience when he goes to the drug den. Yeah, and what is he taking? Like there he's out it's some sort of uh uh got to be some kind of opiate is the only thing that I could think of. But like I don't think that they're just going there to take Vicodin or something. It's something It seemed like she was taking heroin or something. Like, or like yeah. but the weird part is like that she's like, I'm gonna go lie down now. But it's kind of a respectful game. He is taking care of them while they use the house. Right. And and I I do love the like if you've ever had a friend who's a drug addict and has been off for a while, but then like they're getting back into it <laughs> you like you've heard that patricia arquette scene before where it's like yeah i just need to uh stop at this building here and i'm gonna go visit uh a sick lady upstairs for i i, I don't know if maybe 15 minutes if i'm not back in 15 minutes then come check on me but don't whatever you do don't come check on me for 15 minutes i'll be <laughs> but then I'm just like, but after like, the 15 know, minutes, you're, you're not then checking on a sick lady, you're going like, to get a fix real quick. She's going to keep you're... talking to me, so <laughs> it's better for you to stand down here and she knows you're here. I I'll do look out the window and say, "Oh, I got to go." Yeah, like she explains it all in <laughs> she's depth. Got, she's over, made up this, over. She's like, "Oh yeah." Now that I've said that, now he's really convinced that this is really true. <laughs> but the fact that he goes in there and he kind of is like, you know, no, I'm going to go with you. It's like, first of all, you don't even fucking know this girl. Like, why are we following her into the drug? They den? shared pizza, and then and then he, <laughs> and then he followed her. Yeah, and then he like carries her out. Yeah, afterward, and then he's after following she says, her, put and her she's down. Like, she's like. Why are you following me? It's like, because cause you can't walk straight. Uh, Nick, you ain't doing too great either. <laughs> You're both coming off the same thing. And I doubt she was and having she the was trying to lay you down. were having. She was trying to lay down. You interrupted that sleep. Yeah. So you're actually the one at fault here. She would be able to walk had you given her, her 15 minutes. 15 full minutes, dude. <clears throat> and this is where I remember thinking back when I first saw it that, 
okay, because it's like after that you get the weird sort of really washed out scene with Nick Cage where like he saves the baby or they have the the twins being born to the virgin yeah, chick and okay. like that weird drug house where they had to like go up the most rickety set of stairs like 15 flights. The guy with like the suicide attempt. Huh? The guy with like the slit yeah, wrist. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, you're yeah. not even slitting your wrist right. Well, no, that's late. That's later. That's the Tom dude, Sizemore I, one. Dude, I I get him confused, <clears> honestly. But you have that scene where like it's real washed out, and Nicolas Cage is like he's t- twisting, and his like white shirt is like washing everything out, and he almost looks like an angel or something. Um, I remember thinking that okay, we're about to get the reveal. Like Patricia Arquette's a ghost. <laughs> John Goodman was a ghost. Like everyone that Nicolas Cage, either he's a ghost and we're, he's about to realize that he's been dead this whole time and yeah, all the people sense. he's interacting is dead. Yeah. Or like uh, he's going to be like some person that he was, th- he thought he was being haunted by only bad ghosts, but actually all the people he's been talking to are ghosts. How'd you feel about Natalie Merchant in the back of the ambulance? Dude, that is I, that is the biggest laugh out loud. I was yes. like, so Martin Scorsese sat down and was like, you know what? I'm just not that good of a uh, of of a film creator that I could tell the emotions through you know through a scene or or through dialogue. You know, you know what? You know what really really explain while the, the songbird of our on. generation <laughs> natalie merchant and not only that it's not going to be like one of those little snippets where it's just like oh they're falling in love so they're going to hop in the back of the ambulance for a ride together no we're going to listen to the whole song we're going to listen to the lyrics intently here at the end and it's you know all... <laughs> how it was meant to be no i honestly i thought that tc had put the internal speakers on so I, I was know, like it's so out of and so I was like, TC, can you stop? And like, it was the movie, because you know he's always playing his little fair yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I so I was like, I just was like, huh? I was like, something's going wrong with the surround sound. It may, like, I haven't watched The Irishman, but it makes me want to go watch The Irishman now, because I want to know if there's like suddenly like a Lisa Loeb moment in exactly. the middle with like old Robert De Niro's like making a pie for his wife. <laughs> No, I'm trying to think like, of like Martin Scorsese really was into like late nineties yeah, little Natalie Brulia. It has to be Natalie and just I thought I saw a man brought to life. Oh, that was oh man. I'm glad you brought that up. I just I was couldn't believe up. it. I just was like I was shocked and like at that point I was appalled. So I was just like, God. It's just one thing after another, man. Couldn't get any worse. And then Bing Rings crashes the I think that was when does he have her in the back? Isn't Bing driving? Bing? Bing. Yeah, they, well, they drop her off and then they're going and he's like, we got to just keep going. And Bing's like, well, we got to get this one, uh, whatever, uh, call that came in and he starts driving and that's when that person walks out and he has to swerve and they roll the ambulance and then that's when Nicholas Cage just is like, I quit. Dude, do you hear the ambulance outside? No. I don't hear anything. It's your head. There's no way you could hear it in here. No, man. Dude. No? It's a fire truck. And are you fucking with me? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. God, I was like, 
oh my god <laughs> i've been watching fringe a lot so i've, I've been re-watching it so i'm like oh my god i'm anna torv and i have like these super these super <laughs> i can turn all these christmas lights off with my mind um that's also a baller show but that's neither here nor there i think just in general with the way that this movie played out and then like just not i don't feel any i don't feel any better after watching it i actually you know i do feel worse um but like there's no resolution. There's no resolve. But like you said, I think that's part of it is that it's not like you clock in at, you know, your param- your paramedics place, your paramedics job or whatever. And you're like, all right, you know, we got eight o'clock of, a, you know, a stabbing. Um, it's just, you know, life just takes you pretty fast. You just got to go, go, go. You got to drink alcohol while on and shift. Then, and he was, I like when he was like, what happened to the people just like breaking their leg or <laughs> heart palpitations <laughs> shortness of breath god damn it he's getting so because it's just like he wants an easy say <laughs> but could one. you imagine like a guy like that showing up to or a guy like tom sizemore showing up to your fucking crime scene or you know your dad's or heart attack or john, whatever john goodman at the beginning where they have to walk up all the stairs and he's drenching in sweat as he's trying to give Ew, CPR i know to the dude. and it's like they've got like an open wound and just sweats like pouring down and i <laughs> I'm thinking, like, isn't there some type of, like, physical aptitude test that you have to take of, like, you know, if you're a cop, you have to be able to run a mile or something? I don't know. I guess it, I guess as long as you finish the mile, it doesn't matter what time. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a... Uh, Back then, it was lower willing, standards. If you're workforce. willing to do the job. Exactly. You know? And um, that, like, uh, that was the other thing. I've been watching uh, gemstones, and um, so... and. I just forgot what young John Goodman looked like. Like I've just been seeing him with kind of old, like the old plastery. Yeah, old fat old skin. old John Goodman. Turkey skin. Yeah, and I to- I just like I didn't recognize him at first cuz I forgot what what he looked like. Well, I was trying to was think young. when he was talking about like, you know, glory and the kids. So, you know, it's glory or something. Glory and the kids. Yeah, when the kids go off to college and I'm just looking at him and I'm like was he ever an attractive man? Like, is it... Because he's always been a big guy. And like I said, I'm the first person to say that, like, your attractiveness scale is not based on your size. But, like, I don't know that he's, like, that <laughs> dashing. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Was he I just, attractive as Babe Ruth? Did, did that, No. Like... <laughs> he was not. Wearing dapper suits? No, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, is he's always been kind of just the... Uh, chunk monk guy like but he's like a good guy so maybe the women like him because he's kind of burly maybe that's more of what it is it's like burly strong man doesn't have like you know mm-hmm. we didn't see his wife so his wife could have been a barker too but you know he was pulling roseanne so yeah yeah I, I i don't know would you say he's more attractive than tom arnold uh depends Ooh, because tom arnold now is almost a little bit hot oh New you know, Tom after after he tweeted us that time, he, when he liked our tweet of True Lies, hotness scale. Because whenever I saw John Goodman, he just said, "Oh shit" to yeah. me. So, you know, he thought you were about to mug him. <laughs> you snuck up on him in the middle of a dark alley with a no. knife. It was he just turned a around casual, and was like, oh shit. It was a casual bump in. He bustled out of the fucking Broadway door like he didn't even want to get his the flowers thrown at him. You know, Nathan Lane's back there just soaking it up. Well, that's that's how Nathan Lane gets paid. 
just off of adoration. He's, yeah, he doesn't actually he take money. He can't survive otherwise. He's like, I've got to fill this vial full <laughs> of tears from the audience. <clears throat> trying to think of what else we got here. So, yeah, so like like I said, the movie doesn't really have a plot. Um, the <laughs> The movie doesn't have a plot? Okay. It doesn't. There's not like a story arc. You're not like, oh, man... Uh, so there's some redemption arc here or yeah, even you a don't love care arc. about anybody like you can kind of say maybe there's the there's the relationship aspect of it. But I don't even think that like uh, Patricia Arquette and Nick Cage are even necessarily I don't even know, think that the vibe is romantic because like she is like when she's exacerbated with them, they're like a three quarters of the way through the movie and invites him up to the apartment. She's like, what, you want to fuck me? Everyone yeah, else everyone has. else. And I was like, like, no. <laughs> just No, I don't know how to fuck. No, I don't want to do I just want to sleep on your couch. Sorry. I just it's the only just place, place I can sleep. To rest my head. And, and that's how the movie ends. Like, they, instead of it being an antagonizing Didn't even get a titty. Over, yeah, he just goes over and he like leans on her shoulder and falls asleep. And so I, that's. And he never wakes up. So that was the other thing is like, uh, it is the uh, meaning that maybe he was like dead the whole time, and now he's like, uh, his soul is finally yeah, because it it bright it brightens up so much yeah. that you think that it's like a okay, it's leaving his body. But what was with the guy? That was the other thing. The uh, Patricia Arquette's dad being able to talk to him, like yeah, obviously, yeah, was he, he hallucinating, or you know, is he the angel of death? It, yeah, are, are, am I hearing voices because I've been doing all of these drugs and not sleeping for I don't know two weeks, or can I actually hear dead people? And this motherfucker takes the fucking tube out and puts it in his yeah, mouth. I'm like, that, Ew. yeah, that's that's a pretty gnarly way to, I guess. Uh, compassionately kill someone? Couldn't you just unplug it? But see, the thing is, if he unplugged it, then, then they it would rush beat, in soon yeah. enough in order for them to I shock just him like, back to life. I like for how they the, how they act like they're so quick to rush back in, but like you know, there's people waiting outside, you know, in the lines to get into the emergency room. Oh no, we got to keep coding. an eye on. He's coding. Yeah. Code. Uh, what is it? Code blue. I don't know what I don't know who the fucking knows, are. dude. Um, this just also just kind of prepared him for his role in City of Angels. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I he's guess the angel was, of death, dude. Was that before or after this? I would think that was ninety nine. Just the the like the texture of the film. Oh yeah. No, no. That's was terrible. That that was like the same time because remember that got also had the Columbine scrutiny because they're all wearing the trench coats and stuff everywhere. Just Columbines everywhere, dude. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, yeah. all the time. Well. So can Martin Scorsese make a bad film, Megan? Yes. Good. Definitely. I, I and he did. He did. He did make a bad film. I'm just glad you admit it. TC said that he was trying to let you have it yesterday, but and I said, well, what did Josh say? And he's like, he wouldn't reveal his feelings. <laughs> I was just like, okay. No, no. I, I, I wanted to do it because I couldn't remember exactly how the movie went. I only saw it the one time, but I... Every time I think back on it, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about the walking into your boss's office and begging him to fire you scene. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the Michael K. Williams death scene. And that's like that's actually a really gripping like five minutes yeah. of the film. That's like the, the most like heart wrenching part of it. Um, but all that stuff. Oh, and and uh, I forgot about the uh, <laughs> every time when they uh, walk in the door of the 
of the ER, the automatic door opens and it bangs that guy's leg who's laying on the gurney next to the door. And the one guy's <laughs> always like, time. don't make me take my sunglasses yeah. off. Don't make me take my sunglasses I'm going to go take a bubble bath. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's been great, Josh. Well, I'm I'm glad you're back in the game, Megan. Yeah, but I'm gonna make you watch "Marry Me" next. Oh, oh yeah, how was that? Package. You're gonna have to watch it, dude. Do you think that um, this movie is why J Lo got with Mark Anthony because she finally saw? Oh, we're both actors. A fellow actor. I can date him. Uh, I mean, I think she got with him because he has a big dick. You think so? Oh yeah, dude. Totally. But I mean, is it think like... About, think about Ben. Is it relative? Is like Mark Anthony's dick relative to his because body? Because he's five foot tall. Yeah. Is it like actually 10 inches? Yeah, or it's is like, it it's like, like five inches? Yeah. Like people are like, oh, Prince has a huge dick. But is it... He doesn't. <laughs> Exhume him. Exhume him. Because <laughs> I don't um, think he did, dude. Yeah. Small in every way, shape, and form. Well... If Mark Anthony does have a big dick, we know that uh, it was a tough it was a tough labor for his for his mother. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Just... Bye. <laughs> <laughs>